0: Seconds and we're gone for auto sequence
1: start. Four, three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm your snack master, Andrew, and I thank you for tuning in to another episode of Snacks Seven One Point Six. My Lisp is quite severe this introduction because I'm wearing my braces, my retainers, and also because celebrating Christmas I got blisteringly drunk and I'm doing my best to record to hold it together whilst I record this introduction. Worry not because For the rest of the episode, it's going to be a guest reporter. I've had this one in the vaults for a while, but it was kind of a long one, and it took me a while to properly edit it. To properly edit it. And well, it's the Christmas season, so I thought this would be the perfect gift. For my brother-in-law, Neil. Enjoy your gift, Neil. I don't have anything else for you in 2021. And for everyone else, I mean, it's a genuinely, it's good and it's fun. So everyone will enjoy it. But my man Neil will finally get to hear the fruits of his labor. I'm not going to belabor the point too much. There's no news this week. There's nothing else. There's no, you know, we're just going to get right into the interview. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Or if you don't celebrate Christmas, enjoy the winter holiday season, I guess. Enjoy the merriment that everyone else feels. Try and leech a little bit of that happiness yourself enjoy oh and also there's no music in the background of the interview for various reasons one half technical one half legal I've tried sorry enjoy and now for the moment you've all been waiting for this week's snack review this week's review is brought to us by a special guest reporter Near and dear to the family, please welcome special guest reporter Neil Hey,
2: finally, f- glad to get some uh fat representation on this podcast. You and Sam are just sticking bones hey, there I guess there's two ways to argue that though, if you think about it. I'm being a heavier guy. could say I don't have as refined a palate. I would argue that I have broader palette than than refined, so I don't know, maybe I like more things, but I can't really narrow down specific things that I can like pick out. I don't know. It's something that to think about.
1: I'll also respond to that with I I enjoy a lot of things. My stomach doesn't but my tongue does. So, Neil, what have you got for us today?
2: Uh, It's going to be buyer's choice here. I've got two different types of chips. One, backyard cheeseburger flavored. I feel like I would be a good good judge on whether or not this is actually backyard cheeseburger because ever since me and Sam bought that uh, new grill, we've been grilling on it a lot. And one of those things that we make is backyard cheeseburgers. So Hmm. that'll be an interesting take. And then the second chip that I have here is a Reuben sandwich, which I haven't had in a while. But those are some very distinct flavors that they're going to have to nail down. I mean, we're we're talking about that really like vinegary sauerkraut flavor, but with the Russian dressing on there. So I'm wondering how that's going to actually turn out, if it's going to taste like a Reuben or if it's going to if they're going to miss a few of those
3: key steps. And then finally the last one that I got is Laffy Taffy coconut
2: flavored.
1: Ooh, Laffy Taffy coconut, interesting. Um well, okay. Okay, for the sole purpose of this is this is entirely based on I know what role to give you upon your next Uh, Guest reporting I'm going to say that today's review will be the coconut Laffy Taffy Okay, I Already have just Just came up with it. Now. I was thinking about it when special guest reporter Sam was telling me yesterday that you guys bought some chips to review I was I was Thinking about it. I was churning out some ideas but just now, hearing those titles again, I absolutely know what your role is going to be. So save, okay. those, save those cheeseburgers for next, next time. <laughs> okay.
3: Alright. So we got Coconut Laffy Taffy. It doesn't have much in the ways that I can read on the
2: back. What do we got? Ingredients. Corn syrup. Sugar. Palm oil. Two percent or less of mono and diglycerides, artificial flavoring, hydrogenated cottonseed
3: oil, salt, soy lecithin. I think. Ah, uh, yeah, soy lecith. Li- That's French name? Lecithin. Lecithin.
1: tongue. It also so- contains soy. Licky
3: soy
2: tongue. soy li- licky tongue. It also has two jokes on here.
1: Yes, this is what we've been waiting for.
2: (laughs) Delta Dawn, Lonesome Flats, who makes sure that country trolls all get along on the playground?
3: I think that's the
1: question. Who makes
3: sure country trolls get along on the playground? Um... The
1: Lawful Good Party.
2: The Sheriff. But Ugh. Sheriff is spelled
3: S-H-A-R-E dash I-F-F. The Sheriff. Oh, F-F. that's good.
2: And then the second joke. Where do country trolls like to sightsee?
1: Well... Small brain says the country, but they live there. So, theoretically, the answer would be a joke about the city, but they're trolls. So, the Brooklyn Bridge.
3: The Band Canyon. I have no idea what that has to do with Country
2: Trolls, unless I am just...
1: Is... Out of touch. Is
2: Country Trolls like a band?
1: Is a group of trolls called a band? We're gonna search this up live on air. Band of trolls, control T, country trolls.
2: Gotta get that laptop ASMR.
1: Um, so <laughs> it's special so guest reporter Sam has <laughs> stepped in to say that it's a reference to the trolls movie. How there's a Country Trolls. Uh, oh! Delta Dawn! I thought you said Delta Dawn, like D-O-N. And I'm like, okay, no, I, don't, uh, is that, I don't... Is that, that the that. guy who sent it in?
3: I don't have that a okay. Dawn. Delta Dawn.
1: Okay, so... Laffy Taffy is now doing... Trolls. Yeah, d- that,
2: that would actually explain... I probably should have started with the cover... Uh, the cover being uh, as a big troll sitting right on the front
3: of it uh, from Trollzart.
1: Trollzart. Yeah, that. Oh, uh, Trollzart like Mozart. Yeah, that probably could have helped. Gotcha. Give me some context. Cause yeah, I, I feel like unfortunately, i feel like
2: discovering I've,
3: this on the way. I've was watched part of both. What, huh? May I ask why?
1: <sighs> well, I spent. 14 days in a hotel, not allowed to step foot into the hall, and the hotel Wi-Fi was really bad, and I couldn't connect to a VPN, so I could only watch what was available on iQiyi, which is basically more like Chinese Hulu, in that there are some things that you can watch as a free user, but most of the good stuff is locked to a premium account. And by good stuff, I mean foreign or English subtitled stuff. Trolls was the only thing that I could watch. Trolls and... Uh, I managed to download the first four seasons of Rick and Morty, so, like, I've got that on lock. Trolls, gotcha. Trolls 2 and four seasons worth of Rick and Morty. Uh, they're not the best. They're definitely kids' movies with no clear through line. Um, I actually all watched.
2: I, hm? All I can really remember about Trolls, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, is Carbud, because y'all were talking about how y'all saw the Trolls trailer, and then shortly thereafter. I think y'all y'all gone to see, what was it, Toy Story 4?
1: Toy Story 4. <laughs>
2: y'all had to go see Toy Story 4, and I think <laughs> I had to work or something, so I didn't get to go. That or I just didn't want to go. But y'all came back, and y'all were like, oh, yeah, we watched the Trolls movie trailer, which was terrible. And then we watched uh, the Carbud <laughs> trailer, and we decided we wanted to make our own little universe of what happened with the. Uh, Within the confines of that movie.
1: Um. For. For the listeners who don't know what that is. It's that movie. Like. The art of racing in the rain or something. Is that the actual title? Did I just nail that in one go? Did you? Did you just. Oh my god I did. I nailed that in one shot. I'm a legend. If
2: you're about to type it. (laughs) He just. He knows it.
1: The art of racing in the rain. Got it in one. But for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, it's from what from what we could tell from watching it in the theater, and never hearing anything about it again. It follows the life of like a golden retriever or something as it yeah, grows up it is, alongside and a it is,
2: kid. It is no, no, no. It's, it, it's it's a racer.
1: It's yeah. Like I, I thought, thought, the kid head- like grew up with an interest in racing and then became a racer and because I think it was set in like the forties, he probably became a racist too. But don't um,
2: I think it was set in the forties. I thought it was set in like the nineties probably, honestly. If I if I think back to like the tire that they wear in the trailer, I'm almost tempted to just pull the trailer up again, but yeah, all I remember is that the dog talked. Like you could you could hear from his perspective and it made a really, really for the for the type of movie that they were going for, the joke that they made
1: Oh my was god, a yeah, a little it's, different. It was supposed to be like so it's like from the dog's perspective, it follows the dog. But yeah. it's supposed to be like a drama or something, and at the end of the trailer The human's wife is pregnant and the dog quips, oh, I hope they're mine or oh, I hope they don't look like me or something like that. And we, in this theater full of children, me, Sam and Zoe just absolutely lost it. We were were like, did the dog cuck the guy? And because it was about a talking dog, we started making references to the hit... Nineteen ninety-two cinematic called? masterpiece Airbud. There's a lot of research going on in this episode. Airbud, yeah, but
3: Airbud, Airbud never talked though. I don't think. Ninety-seven, nineteen ninety-seven.
1: Uh, but yeah, we made, we were, we were making lots of jokes about Carbud and how Carbud.
3: Oh, seemingly,
1: yeah. yep. seemingly cocked the guy.
2: I just hope they look like me. That's what it was, because it was voiced by uh, what's his name. Oh goodness, you had it pulled up. But it should tell you who the actors in it are.
1: I have uh, Airbud pulled up right now. Hey, did you know that Airbud starts with an alcoholic clown?
2: Yes, I do remember the alcoholic clown. And I also remember that he gets the dog to like him by feeding him specifically
3: vanilla pudding cups. Cuz chocolate is bad for dogs.
1: What wow, do I I haven't watched Airbud in a very long time. I don't remember Coach Barker beating the child with basketballs.
3: Yeah, in an attempt to
1: Wow. Throws
3: them at him. That's oh, yes, whack. And Amanda and now th- but Yes, it was Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner voiced the dog.
1: Enzo. Here's a question for you. Why is The Art of Racing in the Rain a banned book?
2: It's a banned book?
1: Apparently.
2: Um, I mean, hold on. It's going to take me a minute so I can just really quickly read through all of this Wikipedia. But no, I don't know. Why is it a banned book?
1: Because at one point in the narrative, Enzo's master is, in bold text, falsely accused Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, of, just,
3: you just completely cut out. Oh. Uh, Might want to start that uh, one over.
1: It's a banned book because at one point in the narrative, Enzo's master is, with heavy emphasis on this, falsely accused of sexually molesting a minor. Booksincommon.org
3: Ouch. I That's am like kind, of a, kind of reaching with that little plot point, Garth Stein, the author of the book. Yeah, this kind of goes all over the place. Oh, hey. Another little uh, trivia quiz for you. The film
2: adaptation was produced. By Neil Moritz. And his name is spelt the correct way as well. He's not one of those
3: E-I-Ls. He's one of the the good in EALs. That's the true Neils.
1: Did you know that... Our esteemed... Neil Moritz also made... I Know What You Did Last Summer? The critically acclaimed... Horror movie... Uh, Loosely based on the 1973 novel of the same name. And he also produced... I still know what you did last summer. The less well-received sequel.
3: Kind of a weird jump. Making a
2: pretty good horror movie to an alright horror movie. To a dog where Kevin Costner as a dog... Sorry, to a dog. To a movie... Where a dog played by Kevin Costner cucks a race car driver.
1: That's okay. There were there were a few. Oh my God! There were a few steps in between. Um,
3: such incredible
1: films as Click. Oh, not an, okay. Not another teen movie. The Green Hornet. 21 and 22 Jump Street, Goosebumps, Passengers, Slenderman, Escape Room, Escape Room 2, Tournament of Champions. Oh, and uh, I couldn't possibly forget to mention the Fast and the Furious franchise.
2: Okay, so he's just, he's produced basically a lot of things then.
1: He's he just, just kind of like, does
2: whatever. Yeah, he just produces alongside like Universal or something.
1: Oh my god, he also did Sonic the Hedgehog and is doing Sonic the Hedgehog 2.
2: There, well, you know what the best news out of that is is that we're getting a Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I haven't seen the first one, but...
1: Yeah, me neither, actually.
2: Remember when the first trailer released in that dumpster fire of a... of a rendition of Sonic was how they wanted to do it? Yes. Do you remember that outrage?
1: That still gives me hope that maybe we can bully Nintendo into not
2: Not doing Chris Mario. Pratt. I can't I'm actually, believe they're doing uh his voice actor dirty like that.
1: I'm I'm hoping that it's like a Donkey Kong situation where this isn't Mario Mario. This is like, the grandkid of Mario, which I know it's, that would be, like, some super basic thing where, like, oh, he, he doesn't want to take over the family legacy of saving the princess from Bowser, and he has to learn how to respect the family and do what he's born to do, or what the hell ever. But I'm, I only hope that because... Charles Martinet is signed on for cameo roles, and I, I can imagine him being, like, Grandpa Mario. I think that'd be nice. But I've come, like, every time I think about it, I flip-flop on how I feel about Chris Pratt Mario. At first it's a nightmare, and then it's amazing, and then it's a nightmare, and then it's hilarious. I. It's a me. I,
3: Mario. I can't Wahoo. believe they're doing Donkey Kong.
2: <sighs> We're going to be listening to Donkey Kong do the Seth Rogen laugh. Because Seth Rogen think, doesn't do voices. He just is Seth Rogen. That's, that, he they just hired Seth Rogen. Somebody at Nintendo was just like... Donkey Kong, this
3: beloved goofy monkey. Well, he's a gorilla, technically, I suppose. But I mean, whatever. Let's get the guy from all those weed stoner movies.
1: <laughs> I think what's what hurts me the most to think about is. Keegan. Being toad. toad.
2: Yeah, Toad's gonna, fr- like, is going to be very loud.
1: He's gonna be very loud, and in every scene he's in, he's going to be the scene. Like, yeah, he's... His, his skits and stuff are funny, but, oh my god, when he's... Like, I'm specifically thinking about Toy Story 4 right now. The scenes with the stuffed animals that he and... Peel voiced, I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm so good with names. I just remember Key and Peel.
2: <laughs> Jordan, uh, it's like Jordan Michael Key and uh, I, I can't. Remember. It's James Anderson Peel or something like that. I can't remember what his actual name is. I'm, I'm gonna actually Google that because I'm not gonna be out on a podcast sphere not knowing what their names are.
1: Oh man, you think I ever know what I'm talking about week after it's week? Jordan Peel. Jordan Jordan. Peele
2: and Keegan Michael Key. That's what it is.
1: All right. That's where the Jordan was coming from. I had Jordan in my head somewhere. But yeah, yeah, when those two were the stuffed animals in Toy Story 4, every scene they were in was about them. It was like some extra Disney plus shorts that were just slapped into the movie. It was very extra. And I'm just afraid that all of Toad's scenes are going to feel like that. It's going to be him being extra and talking fast and like explaining to Mario what just happened or what happened while he was away. And it's going to be really over the top and not. So
2: we we definitely know that this movie is not going to have any curse words in it. It is going to be as G-rated as they come, with an exception of violence, so that's why it's going to be rated PG. Because you know they're going to have Mario punching Bowser at some point, and then Bowser's going to fly off or...
1: Someone's going to get hit with a fireball from a fire flower, and yeah. they, their, their butt is going to be on fire, and they're going to Yell and pat it a lot. And it's gonna be so funny.
2: <laughs> they're either gonna make a joke about how Mario doesn't acknowledge the Goombas as being alive. And just stomps them n- n- nilly-willy. And the Goombas are just like terrified of him because he's like a monster. Or they're going to have it to where the Goombas have no personality whatsoever. They're quite literally just autonomous drones.
1: Uh, considering it's by illumination... I'm really leaning towards, like, they're going to be minions in every sense of the word. They're going to be brown, mushroom-shaped minions. Like, Mario's not even going to have to fight them. They're just going to be, like, bumbling around. Yeah, there's just going to be three of them. If he does jump off of them, it's going to be like they just fall over and have, like, dizzy eyes.
3: Yeah, they don't get crushed like they used to.
1: When when Chris Pratt Mario lands on a Goomba, I want to hear every bone in its disgusting malformed body crunch and shatter.
3: I want I want Chris Pratt Mario to take that shattered, crushed body of that Goomba
2: back to its Goomba wife and children and say, just plop it down outside their house and just be like, not even say anything. Just give him that little points at his eyes, points at them, points at his eyes, points at them while he just backs off into the shadows.
1: It cuts to a... So Mario jumps down and we hear the... Like, we don't see it, but we hear the visceral snapping and crushing that goes on for like a solid seven seconds. And then it cuts to a scene of a slightly pinkish Goomba. Not full Goombat from Paper Mario, but... A pinkish goomba with a bow in her hair and a tiny little goomba with a beanie on and they're sitting at home maybe maybe the goomba girl is knitting or something and we're not supposed to question how she's holding knitting needles but they're sitting in front of a fire and the little goomba boy is reading a book and or maybe they're watching TV doesn't matter we hear no, he's playing on his Nintendo device. Oh, oh my God! Yes, that's it. How did I not think he's playing? He's playing his Switch.
2: Yeah. No, he's playing his brand new Switch. Uh, what is it? Light. The ones that you can carry oh. around with you. They don't have like a docking station.
1: Yeah. The yeah the Switch Lite. Um. Or they're they're playing the Switch together. They're playing the new Switch OLED together. Yes. With. They're they're holding the new limited edition Mario movie Joy-Cons. Yes. And And the switch isn't
2: placed where normally anyone would put it, like off out of the way. It's placed perfectly facing towards where the camera would be passing by them.
1: Yeah. And like so you hear a thunk at the door and Goomba Girl goes over and opens the door and sees a bloody crumpled heap. At the doorstep. And horrified, she looks up. And the camera whirls around to Mario. Fortnite dancing. As Chris Pratt just... Ooh, ah yeah. Don't mess with me. It's a me. Mario. Wahoo. Ooh, cha- oh, wait. I can't do that. <laughs> I
2: don't know if you're going to have to cut me out.
1: We're, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not big enough to be copyright struck yet. Gotcha. Until about... What is it? Uh, episode... 112 when a Swedish pop group will sue me into oblivion. Oh yeah. My brother, my brother and me reference. Got to got to slip one of those in every podcast. Who every podcast has like? one oblivi- obligatory MBMBAM. Ever. Where? Cuz they you. Uh, they didn't get like sued, sued, but legal action be, like, was str- But yeah. Legal action was levied against, was threatened against them, because uh, they used "Take a Chance." Oh god, that's
2: so silly. Everybody uses that. Well, you gotta, you let, you're, you're gonna sue the Boys for using "Take a Chance," but then you're gonna just freely give up that song to like every crappy cookie-cutter Adam Sandler joint that uses that at one point just for the joke.
1: See, it's because Adam Sandler's money-laundering schemes give a little kickback. The Boys, like, I think it was as soon as they joined Maximum Fun and started making money, all of a sudden, now that they're making money, Abba was like, okay, it's time for us to step in.
2: What's
3: that? You're making money off of this now? Where's my quarter? How dare you! Release the funds.
1: So let's circle back to the what? Levy Taffy. Let's back
2: to, That's right. I'm we, supposed to. We need went down, a down snack. the movie <laughs>
1: rabbit hole.
2: Oh man, I would love to see the timeline, like a, a, an animated version of the timeline of where we got to where we were. Okay, so yes,
1: is Laffy the, Taffy this Coconut. Is, this is like the perfect example of what Snack point six is. We go in, up front, we say what we're going to be reviewing, and then we just fall off into absolute insanity for a bit before suddenly remembering.
2: All right, so I'm going to crack open this Laffy Taffy. It should be... Let's see. All right, one thing to note, unless you're used to, like, unusual um uh, flavored things. This laffy taffy is white, milky white.
3: Uh, but it, it it looks, feels smells almost like like a coconut candle. Hmm.
0: It
2: doesn't it, it almost has that like kind of waxy smell alongside it.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. I'm gonna tear off a piece of this because I said I would save some for Sam. I'm going to try and take a bite out of it. Okay. Bear with me on this one. I'm going to do a lot of comparisons because that's really all I
2: can think of right now. But for those of you who have tried banana Laffy Taffy, I'm sure you would agree that banana Laffy Taffy is... It doesn't taste like what like eating a regular banana tastes like. Obviously right. the textures it's, are different, but it it also has a distinct banana flavor. Yeah. It also it tastes different than what it's actually going for. And this is very similar in the case of the coconut laffy taffy as well. It's I feel like whatever the flavor of the original taffy, because you know how they they, they flavor the taffy. Uh, With like little droplets of like other things. I bet it was hard because I think that these original taffies are supposed to just be white. And then whenever you add in your flavoring or coloring or whatever that you're putting in the taffies. um, It gets mixed in throughout everything. This might have been hard because it's white. And it's hard to tell whenever the substance itself is already white. And then the flavoring
3: is white if it's mixed all the way through it. Because it's very muted. I don't taste a whole lot of coconut. Okay. I I almost feel like I'm just chewing, like,
2: flavorless taffy. And then every once in a
3: while when I breathe in through my mouth, I get a hint of coconut.
1: Um, that sort of... I haven't had Laffy Taffy in a while, but... From my memory of it, it basically always tastes like you're eating wax. And then there's yeah. like that after after your tongue acclimates to the wax, then you can taste whatever it says it's supposed to be.
2: Yeah. It's like whenever I'm already starting to swallow things and it starts to coat like the back of your mouth, those back taste buds and then your soft, soft palate. That's whenever you start to taste it more.
1: Weird. Okay. So it's even more subdued than the average Laffy Taffy.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. Because
3: I had one of the strawberry ones earlier. Just to see if it was anything different. hmm And it tasted, well, you know, like just a regular strawberry Laffy Taffy. This one tastes... Just really, like, I I get the sense that I'm tasting something, and I can taste sugar, but I am just
2: not really getting a lot of coconut, which I guess can be, I mean, that's probably just because coconut's not normally a very strong flavor. It's usually accompanied with something that's a lot more, it's like the backup flavor that just kind of adds a layer of complexity to the most flavors. Because you think of like a coconut, uh, like one of those um, Girl Scout cookies, the coconut ones uh, that, it's got caramel and chocolate and a wafer. But you still just taste the coconut, but you're tasting everything else that's still good. This one doesn't really have enough of a flavor other than just chewy sugar to have the coconut complement. I think it's, it's relying a little bit too much on just the coconut, and it's it's not bad.
3: I would not buy these again, though. Okay. so
1: that was that was a that was a very good, very relatable, very understandable review. I sort of envy actually being able to... I feel like my reviews are like sort of all over the place and a bit esoteric at times. That was very that felt much smoother to try and process and understand.
3: I've been practicing with other I things can, and thinking about I, it I can tell it's paid
1: off. So, special guest That's reporter Neil? That's me. You said that you would not buy these again
3: no i mean i would if
2: they were in a bowl of various mixed candies uh at like a party or something at like a halloween party and someone you know has a big bowl of mixed candies i would probably pick someone who i'm good friends with who I know doesn't like like or who who I know isn't gonna be grossed out by weird flavors. And I would say, hey, you gotta try this. It's weird. Not because it's good. I wouldn't I wouldn't like, you know, pick someone I wanna be like, hey, try this candy, it's super good. No, no, no. I would want someone to try it knowing that they're going into a weird taste a
3: weird taste.
1: Okay. Um So this would be one of those candies like If, again, in that party setting, if you grab one out of the bowl, you wouldn't go for the coconut. But if you were to, like, blindly reach in and grab one, and you had coconut, you wouldn't be upset. You wouldn't be happy, but you wouldn't be upset.
2: I wouldn't throw
3: it away. But, uh, I would probably... I would probably compare pulling the coconut Laffy
2: Taffy out of the bowl blindly as the feeling I get whenever I'm thinking I'm about to bite into a lemon-flavored Laffy Taffy and I didn't check that it was banana.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't think they make lemon-flavored Laffy Taffys, but if they do, I want one
2: so bad.
1: You know what's weird? I totally bought that sentence. I could totally picture it but thinking about it, I don't know if they do make I'm in Laffy Taffy, but I, I totally bought into the fiction where they did. Right? Uh, speaking of Taffy, actually, I've been wondering this ever since you first mentioned the uh, waxy feeling and taste and I thought about it. Um. I don't know if this is... So, Hannah, for the, for the listeners, my little sister Hannah, uh, mentioned the other day that she only just realized that sponge candy is like a New York thing, and it made me think about saltwater taffy, and like Sam didn't fa- know that either. At our fairs, taffy is like one of the big things. Like everyone and their grandma makes taffy of all sorts of different flavors. Um. Chocolate taffy tastes like a uh, slightly less chocolatey, a little bit watered down uh, Wendy's frosty. By the way, but
2: oh yeah, Wendy's frosties. I'm looking forward to those.
1: Like saltwater taffy has a totally different taste and texture to Laffy Taffy, and I, you know, circling back to the sponge candy thing. Is, ta- is saltwater taffy like a regional thing? Or, like, do you know what taffy taffy tastes and feels like? Proper taffy.
2: Um, I don't know what proper taffy, like, without any flavoring tastes like. I just imagine that it tastes like chewy sugar. Because you probably don't want to have it have too distinctive a flavor. If you want to add other flavors to it.
1: I mean, yeah, no, no one actually just like has plain old unflavored taffy because it's literally just boiled sugar, butter or vegetable oil. Like. And that's the that's the innate things. Those are the two ingredients that you need. The other two ingredients are flavoring and coloring. So it tastes like nothing.
2: But I've um, I've seen saltwater taffy though I've seen I see that plenty. Of, I, I, do you have it up north?
1: Oh my god, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Like
2: okay, then yeah, because I see I see it. I don't see it, I guess everywhere, but there's in candy Isles, There's definitely bags of saltwater taffy.
1: It's I just looked it up, and it's from New Jersey, which explains it. Yeah. Um. In the, ooh, thanks Wikipedia. In the local Philadelphia dialect, taffy, without salt water in front of it, refers to a lollipop. And Canada, those absolute psychopaths, (laughs) they don't have what we know as taffy. They call them Halloween kisses, and they make it from molasses.
3: Halloween kisses.
1: And if we need even further proof that the British are not human, taffy is known as chews or fruit chews. I can believe that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bland and boring.
3: Rudy tooty point and shooties. Yeah. The walkie talkies. I wonder... I'm kind of curious. Because I, I feel like... Caramel played a lot.
2: Uh, do you say caramel or caramel?
1: Uh, I say both, depending on the context. It's like Caribbean and Caribbean. I kind of... Depending on the stress of the sentence, like where the emphasis in the other words around it are, I subconsciously switch.
3: I'm not trying to find a wiki how. I'm trying to find a wiki how. I'm, I'm curious.
1: While you're searching, caramel, I
2: Caramel is just like... I guess, pretty close to a kind of sugary thing. So they should add, what, like, brown?
1: Like, toffee? It's like, I think caramel candies are basically just, like, boiled brown sugar. Because my old roommate, Ashley, would make a caramel drizzle for certain cakes, and that's basically all she would do. Sometimes she would use cream, brown sugar and cream. And then, like, boil that. But real quick, I just... I saw a picture on uh, Wikipedia. The saltwater taffies that they have are, like, little and, like, the size of a quarter and circular. Ask Sam. The taffy that we get at, like, country fairs and stuff is, like, long sticks. And it's sort
3: of... I don't even know what to compare it to.
1: I, I cannot even find a comparison.
2: I mean, that stretching machine looks like it needs to be cleaned. I wouldn't want to eat anything off of all that rust. It builds character. I can Everything see that, up. though. I mean, salt saltwater taffy, it's cut probably into circles just because you could sell more of it that way.
1: Yeah, I think I think the super old term penny candy referred to it because it's super cheap, super quick, super easy the size of a penny. I think that's... Yeah, like you said, it's super easy to sell.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Caramel is... Its origin and
3: region it was made is unknown. Weird. I guess a lot of people claim that they're like, Oh yeah, we're the first ones. We have no
2: idea though.
1: The mist Weird. It's like one of the most famous candies ever. Right? No one knows.
2: Man, I wanna. I saw some, I saw like green apple Werther's the other day.
3: And I really want them. I love green apple. And I love Werther's Originals. That's like my inner,
2: that's like the one bit of boomer gene in me is I love Werther's Originals.
3: But I would love to try that green apple one. Introduced in 1903. That's when more thaners were introduced.
1: Oh man,
2: that's what like, he's still with me there, bummer?
1: Yeah, sorry. I uh, I got distracted by uh, one of my mutuals. Is he's his retweets are like all over the place, just like mine are. Uh-huh. Like. Sort of, sort of, my brand is I'm all over the place. But he has been retweeting for a few hours, uh, Makima. Oh, yeah. Really high quality art. And I'm just like distracted. She's not even best girl, but <laughs> just distracted. And he also just retweeted Square Enix is releasing, available for pre order now, but. Uh, Kingdom Hearts plushes. And there's a Sora Halloween Town and a Sora from Kingdom Hearts 2 Halloween Town where he's in the Christmas attire. And I would kill a man for both of them.
2: I'm still just reeling at the fact that you didn't think Makima's best girl.
1: How can you say that she's best girl when... (sighs)
3: <sighs> She's so great!
1: I'm sorry. Kobeni exists. And...
3: Hey, at least we're both not, a uh,
2: What's her name? Power? power? Power stands, yeah.
1: Oh my god, power's the worst. I cannot even... I cannot imagine... The problem is, I try to imagine, like, spending time with like when i decide who's best girl i try to decide who's you know i imagine spending time with them and mm. lady rees the bomb devil absolute best 100% kobeni is like hilarious and fun in that like she's so clumsy and pathetic it would just it's mm-hmm. just, i can imagine everything would be just so funny and she's
3: just trying to work at a burger joint man
1: Makima would be like I feel like there'd be I'd always have like a weird level of insecurity around everything like (laughs) I would always feel lesser around her she's judging absolutely everything you do
2: even if you can't tell
1: and just like she's so assured and confident and like gentle and sweet in everything she says it's just like instills a level of like a primal fear in me. I guess that's why she's the control devil. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. Um <laughs> Power though. Power's no, a nightmare. Right I can't imagine spending a single conversation with Power.
3: Yeah. It would be too irritating.
1: There's an entire ch- there's an entire chapter dedicated to how terrible she is at home life (laughs) no one else i don't know of another series where we actually get focus on how terrible it is to live with a main character what a nightmare it would be to reside in the same general vicinity as them
3: yeah I mean, I, I kind of get that sometimes, though,
2: and this is a weird this is gonna be the weirdest comparison ever, but in D and d, whenever somebody's trying to be the main character, it's so frustratingly irritating for everyone else because they're just like, all right, well, I guess my character's just here to support your character
3: for everything they want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and this this weirdly ties into uh our. Mario rant earlier when someone tries to be like not even necessarily the main character of a bit, but like I guess the main character of a bit maybe not the whole story, but they try to dominate a scene with being so extra and over the top and Usually it's they're trying to be funny. They're trying so desperately hard to be funny and it's just so cringe that it physically becomes painful yeah at least with at least when someone tries to be the main character of the campaign everyone else can like take pot shots at them make fun of them for this and that and the other thing yeah but when when someone's like cringing through a negotiation or something Oh yeah I pull down his pants and tie his shoelaces together. All right, please leave.
2: See now I'm just thinking about
3: chainsaw man, and I'm wondering like, oh man, when when are they, how many seasons are they gonna do?
1: I keep meaning to read that? like prequel but i don't actually know what it's called and it's one of those things where like chainsaw man in and of itself feels complete i don't feel the need to go hunting down extra stuff when part two comes i will read it with gusto but right now I don't feel like that blinding urge for more content.
3: Yeah, no, I felt like it was a good little good little conclusion.
1: Speaking of conclusions, uh, Demon Slayer. The manga. I, you know,
3: I gotta be perfectly honest with you really quick. I'm surprised that Himeno is not your favorite. Um, Eye patch.
1: Oh, she was. She was until
3: okay. Until yeah.
1: Until uh, Lady Reese. Yeah. Jimeno absolutely was my favorite. Uh, Demon Slayer? <laughs> like, I don't think this is necessarily a spoiler. The last chapter is Ooh, in the far future. Everyone's happy. But it's the far future, so it's everyone's descendants.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone is, everyone is reincarnated in the anime way, where it's, they have a slightly different name, but they look and act almost the exact same way as their original counterpart. So like, even people who died as, say, children, have, you know, a reincarnation slash descendant but it's for the sole purpose of everyone gets a happy ending. Yeah, and it's base basically the entire last chapter is just uh, Gatoge the mangaka. Uh-huh. She she took all of those at the at the start and end of every volume. She had like five or six pages of basically uh, modern day high school AU. And she basically just took those sketches and made a chapter.
3: That's some dedication to it right there. It was cute
1: and it was, you know, good. But it was not necessary, you know? It doesn't detract from Demon Slayer, but it's just not necessary.
3: Yeah, you both y'all finished it already, didn't you? Yeah.
1: It's... Demon Slayer's really good, but definitely the entire last... arc, I guess. The last arc just feels like she was told she has X many chapters left. It starts off very... Like, the series starts off, you know, such incredibly, like, good, slow, even pacing. We get to watch everything develop. Uh Uh-huh. And then, then all of a sudden, you blink, and X many people die on both sides, good and bad.
3: Yeah. Still a fantastic series. Uh, you could argue that that's a lot of mangaka, though. I mean,
1: even even Chainsaw Man. Oh, my god. Yeah, Chains- Chainsaw Man is like blink I wonder, and you I wonder miss the story. Gone,
3: I wonder who's gone this chapter.
1: This major character dies in a single panel.
3: What, you thought they were important?
2: Why? Because we gave them a backstory and feelings and families? And so- now nah, they were all just gone.
1: Oh my god, at least it... You can give anyone a backstory and family, but as long as you don't go full Naruto, then you're golden. Naruto Oh yeah, Just talk no
2: jutsu everyone.
1: Full disclosure for... I don't, I don't know how much of this I'm going to keep in the episode, but just assuming that I'm keeping all of it. Full disclosure for the listeners. Naruto... The original two, like Naruto and Naruto Shippuden, I watched every episode, I read every chapter, I know it, like, inside and out. Boruto, I watched the first hundred episodes, and then I sort of fell off. I didn't even want to go through cool. Boruto to begin with, but...
3: hundred episodes.
1: It's... Naruto, for as much as I know it, and it's, like, ingrained in me, and I love it... I also hate it so very much. Everyone has to get redeemed. Everyone gets redeemed. Everyone gets a backstory. Everyone's a tragic figure. No one's evil for the sake of being evil. No one's just a power hungry monster. Let evil people be evil for once. I want to watch Naruto blow a dude's head off and not be like, oh, but he was only doing it because a hundred years ago, his brothers were killed by rogue shinobi and so he pursued immortality so that he could take over the world so that no one would feel that pain again. I don't care. I just want to watch Naruto blow dudes up.
3: (laughs) And that's why we watch our... I don't know. I don't I don't know what you call it, because they're still technically
2: shonen virgin on Seinen, but like like your Demon Slayer, you Chainsaw Man. Real talk it's, it's like it's like shonen, the but they're not It's like shown, but they're not but they're willing to
3: uh have real world consequences.
1: Yeah, like people don't... you know uh Demon Michael Jackson doesn't have, I mean he does have a backstory, but it's not actually redeeming it's he was mad and then he became a demon because he was mad
2: now you be careful now, I ain't trying to get no spoilers for Demon Slayer However, that's why I like I am trying I, to show you this really cool fan art that I found
1: I walked around it, oh yes oh, Helltaker, hell yes
3: It's also good.
1: That's why I sort of walked around it so gently. Yeah, gotcha. Also, I love that even in... I think the only... I mean, there are a few demons who get... uh, They get, like, epic, wholesome reincarnations in the last chapter. But there's... The train demon, like, the best part is, no matter what, whether it's official canon AUs, whether it's the last reincarnation chapter, whether it's fan art, he's always a train pervert.
2: Of course.
1: Like, he's explicitly called a train pervert. Like, he goes and takes pictures and is escorted away by the police for doing indecent things, as is quoted in everything. He's yeah. qu he's k- taken away by the police, but always manages to escape. But like, he comes back for no reason. Not as a villain or anything, just as a train pervert. And I think that's incredible.
3: Oh man. What's, man, code... what's 519 AUD transferred to
2: Freedom Bills?
1: I have no idea about that conversion. So, I have $385. Hachimachi.
3: Right. Now, look at the base.
1: Oh, my God. I noticed there was something there, but I wasn't quite sure. Is that the head of all of the hybrids?
2: Yeah.
1: That's good.
2: Isn't that cool? There's some other ones of, like... Oh, there's another one. Oh, I, apparently with this one, you can change her outfit
3: because there's one of her uh, in not very much clothing as well. Huh. It's weird. It doesn't look like... I mean, it. it looks like it's
1: the traditional mold. It doesn't look like it's cloth um, maybe it's key. just
3: different. Maybe it's just different variations, or you can like build it or something. I don't know. Either way. So yeah, these snacks are pretty good.
1: Yeah. Uh, next time you are yeah. definitely you have to do the cheeseburger because I already have your title picked out.
2: Yeah, that's what you think until we start getting off onto a giant rant about whatever we're going to talk about that time.
1: Oh no! I have. I mean. Your title is going to stay the same, but yeah. Without a doubt, next week is going to be wild once again. Or next review. Maybe next week. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, so after you sent that, I looked at AmiAmi, and they have Digimon Tamers March, because it's the anniversary. Incredible. Alright. My laptop is dying, and we've been recording for like, almost two hours now. Yeah. So, you want to say the sign off?
3: No, oh, no, Lord? you go for it. Okay. Once I once I have my official title, then I'll uh, then I'll have a sign
1: off. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for listening each and every week. Thank you for your support. I sincerely appreciate it. Remember to give me all them sweet, sweet five-star reviews and likes and subscriptions. And um, share this with your local taffy puller. Find someone who makes taffy and tell them about this episode of the podcast and only play them the part where we actually talk about taffy. Because if, they're, if they make taffy, I'm sure that they're not interested in anime or anime figures or Carbud or making fun of Chris Pratt Mario. Until, until the next broadcast, stay happy, stay healthy, and
3: stay crispy.